This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, we're discussing the role of XML in electronic health records with Joyce Sensemeyer, Vice President for Informatics at the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society. The President's Council of Advisors on Science and Technology has called for the use of a universal exchange language based on XML or extensible markup language within electronic health records. So do you think that such a language, a universal exchange language, could play a valuable role in future generations of EHRs? I think the report you know, has a, a lot of interesting and good ideas within it. Um, and I certainly support the idea of having a language that we can use for, for interoperability. Also, I love the idea of, of thinking of innovative ways to approach this. We as an industry have not yet solved the interoperability problem. And we've been working on standards and other efforts for more than 20 years. So I think it's important to really do a wake-up call and say, you know, are we working in the right ways? Are we looking at the right things? And is there a, a better and simpler way to approach it? I think my challenge with the primary recommendation that they make is it simplifies things greatly to a point that it it almost makes it sound that this XML approach will be the magic bullet. And I think that does a disservice to those that have been working in this space for a long time. If it was that simple, we would have solved this problem a long time ago. So that's my initial reaction. The council said that XML could be used to pair data elements in electronic health records with a metadata tag that describes, among other things, the required security and privacy protections. Do you think that's a good approach? The challenge with the data element approach is that a universal XML-based language implements but does not inform the tags. And data elements rarely have meaning outside of the context of themselves or other elements that um, really they need to relate to. So they're normally seen as part of a record and often um, providers capture that in a document. So for example, a lab results or lab report or even a radiology image. And the image itself is something that's important to be explained and have the context of the radiologist's report. So to me, the the challenge is you need the information model to support this and really to see the document in its or the information in its perspective and with human interpretation is also an important component. So let me just give you an example. You have vital signs for a patient, and you might see the heart rate, the respiration, the temperature. Putting them together in a chronology would give you information of what's happening over time with those vital signs. And then looking at, um, you know, long, longer term, the patient's situation or in context with other reports. So to me, that's what you're losing when you just take a data element approach. Even with the metadata and the tagging, it, it would be, you know, extremely difficult to pull out what you need to get a picture of the patient's situation um, with that approach. So are you suggesting that 
existing standards should be leveraged rather than creating a new universal exchange language? Absolutely. I think it's great to take a fresh perspective at, at that and possibly use this council or the, the comments that ONC gets back on this report to, to take a look at what has occurred. But to me, to reinvent the wheel at this point would cause more damage than, than help. Take these comments, the recommendations, consider the, the body of work that is out there available, make it better, improve on it. That's, I think, the ultimate solution to, to, to where we're headed. And again, what standards that already exist could play a role in all this? Well, certainly um, the health level 7, HL7 standards are are critical. And in the report, they talk about uh, CDA, the Clinical Document Architecture Standard, which helps to bring data elements together in the form of a document that you can parse out in different ways. The other one is there is a reference information model within HL7 that also should be used to, to give the context of the data elements that they're describing. And the XML approach is um, a part of that work. And then finally, what IHE does is profile those standards and provides implementation guides for how the users can implement them to, to maximize the ability to exchange them consistently. So those are three, three ideas that I would ask them to consider. Okay. The advisory body said that healthcare organizations would not have to replace their EHRs to accommodate a new universal exchange language because the EHRs could be made compatible with the new language through middleware. Is that realistic? To me, it's not completely realistic. I think that the idea of using middleware is an important concept, and we're doing more and more of that, and the EHR vendors and the middleware vendors are working very collaboratively to to move the interoperability agenda forward, which is great. I mean, we're seeing that at the interoperability showcase at the HIMSS conference where those partnerships are critical, especially from the infrastructure perspective, which is basically what this report is is talking about. To say, though, that it wouldn't require any changing of the EHR systems is, is to me, in my opinion, naive because there are touch points between the EHR systems and um, this, the data and the middleware accessing the data that is um, certainly critical. And then that points to, you know, the idea of privacy and security. It's extremely important to make sure that that is protected, that the patient's information is protected, um, and that the systems are secure. But you know, at these touch points, you're gonna, it's gonna be very complex to do that at the data element level and at the tagging level. It's, that to me is a huge, huge undertaking. I don't want to minimize the, it's importance, but, um, I think that's part of the, um, kind of the restructuring or changing of the current systems that would need to, to take place. The use of the middleware is not going to enable us to just separately address this without affecting the current systems that are in place. There will need to be work done to connect those two components and to really get at the interoperable exchange that they're seeking. So many healthcare organizations are still making the move from paper to electronic records or expanding their use of EHRs. So is moving to a next generation of EHRs that accommodates what the advisory body called a universal exchange language or what you described as these existing standards that could be used 
either of those realistic in the near term, like for stage two or stage three of the EHR incentive program under high tech? I think, you know, the chief information officers and the physicians' practices are um, right now tearing their hair out, trying to make sure that they're thinking of all that they need to to, to really move forward. Um, as many of them consider consider the incentives and, and the the mandates, the regulations that are occurring, there is just so much that they need to to manage and think about. And they have their hands full with the systems implementations that they currently have going on constantly to, to, to address these requirements. So my hat's off to them, and um, certainly from the HIMSS perspective, we're trying to provide them with some tools to help make that happen. I don't think they can even begin to think about what this might mean. I think um, it's great that ONC is asking for comments to this report so that we can better understand what the imp- implications are. But I can't imagine that the healthcare organizations are able to to even um, begin to consider what this might mean to them um, currently. Um, moving forward to stage two or three, hopefully we can get some clarity around this topic and they can better understand what it might mean to them. And if there is a way to provide simpler solutions uh, for them, uh, you know, that's all to the good. So the innovative approach and the creative thinking is important, but we also need to marry that with the body of work that is available, the efforts that have moved forward already and that are in place um, to uh, to realize health information exchange. I want to mention one other example. We've talked about the acute care environment and physicians' practices a little bit, but the idea of statewide exchange is another component that will be impacted by this. And the states um, that have received funding for their programs are beginning the implementation of those efforts. So for them to now go back and reinvent the wheel is going to be a pretty challenging thing. They've Many of them have gotten their business plans and technical plans approved by ONC and they're marching forward um, to realize the statewide health information exchange. So for them to now kind of stop and reassess their process and see what does this mean for them, that's another potential disconnect that, that I foresee. Thanks, Joyce. We've been talking today with Joyce Sensmeyer of Hims. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.